and welcome to this episode of the St Barnabas Thatcham podcast and to our Discover series. I'm Nicola and I'm one of the ministers at St Barnabas if I haven't met you already and as I say today we are back into our Discover series which is really a series for people who want to get back to the basics of the Christian faith um, and really think about some of those basic and big issues and questions. There is no question that is too silly or too big or too small. Um, Do feel free to ask. So you can contact us via our website or you can contact us on Instagram or Facebook. um, Many, many ways. So do get in touch if you have any follow-up questions or um, you just want to um, comment on what you've heard. So today we are thinking about Jesus. Quite a central topic for Christianity. (laughs) Um, but one actually that oddly I think we don't talk enough about. Um, it's very strange. I, it reminds me of my experience when I first started thinking about Christianity and faith. And um, I was at university and I thought, okay, well, um, I want to know a little bit more about Jesus. So I'll just go to a Christian bookshop and ask for a book about Jesus obvious you know I'd read through one of the gospels and um had just found a character there in Jesus that I found really fascinating and I wanted to know a bit more about so I wandered into this bookshop and said um could I have a book about Jesus please and they sort of stared at me (laughs) blankly like what a book about Jesus um and the first bookshop said oh I don't I don't think we really have any books um specifically about Jesus okay so I went to the next bookshop and he managed to dig out this really old battered copy in his second hand section of a book called the founder of Christianity um which gave like some quite basic sort of introduction um but it wasn't really what I was looking for I think what I was really trying to find was more information and more ways to experience this personality that I had discovered when I was reading through the gospel books Um, and perhaps for these people these poor people working in this bookshop with this person coming in and questioning them um, perhaps for them it seemed a bit strange to say well you know read the bible I don't know (laughs) why looking for a book about Jesus but I just wanted to know more and you know for me that was how you learn more you go and you find a book and um you think about it and um but I also think you know it is a bit strange um to not have in a Christian bookshop um to struggle to find books um, and things that just reflect on who Jesus is and what he was all about and I still find actually it can be quite difficult um, to hear a sermon that's just about Jesus or um, to pick up a book that's about his character and and going into the gospel stories. Um, I still think that those are oddly rare given that Jesus is sort of central to everything that our faith is about. So I really wanted to talk about that today and I want to give a really basic bio of Jesus because I think in the church we just assume that everybody knows that someone, everyone sort of received a Jesus manual, you know, at primary school and we all know the story of Jesus and the important things about him and of course many people might not have really heard that story and might not know 
to pick up the gospels it doesn't give you a primer to say oh this is when these stories happened and this is what was going on that's something you have to dig a little deeper for and that you really need to know where to look so i wanted to um give you a really basic bio and overview of um, who Jesus was and and what his life was about and some of the things that he taught and then I'm going to jump into a rundown of the three things that for me made Jesus this really compelling character right in the beginning when I was first thinking about Christianity and really what has underpinned my whole faith and is the reason that I'm still a Christian really. So um, I've got three um, little bits of his teaching and the way that I think Jesus sees the world that just for me have been um, really compelling and really fascinating and I hope they'll be interesting to you too. So let's dig in with our basic bio of Jesus. So um, if you know these things and you think, wow, she's really going back to basics, then really sorry, you can skip forward for this bit, but I really want to give these details as I say, because not everybody um, knows about them quite reasonably. So Jesus lived around 2000 years ago. So um, that's where we get our um, time. The way we count our years is from the birth of Jesus. Um, and he lived in Israel. And so the dates of his birth and death are, of course, aren't exact. We don't actually know when he was born um, and when and when he died exactly to the day. And as many people know, those dates that we celebrate for Christmas and for Easter are most likely linked to other festivals that people were celebrating. Um, and the church, as it began to establish itself, um, used those celebrations um, and, and to remember parts of Jesus' life each year. So Jesus was born and lived during the time of the Romans and he, I say, lived in Israel and the Romans were an occupying force um, in Israel at the time. Um, so poor Israel as a land, I mean, it, the location of it is just the, the, old, the whole Bible really is a record of just constant invasions and threats really because of where it is. Um, so this was another one of those instances that Jesus was living through. So it was a very volatile time um, and a lot going on. Definitely not a peaceful time into which to be born. So Jesus, um, as a person, was he was sort of a wandering prophet. Um, he came from a really small part of Israel called Galilee, um, a more rural area. And he rose to prominence as he travelled around with his um, band of friends um, called disciples and um, he would go around teaching people and um, his status began to rise I suppose in Israel and, and he started to draw bigger and bigger crowds for his teaching and he taught a lot about what he called the kingdom of God so that really is the way the world <laughs> to get this out right what the world would be like if God truly had his way in it that's how I understand the kingdom of God. Um, so what the world would be like if um, if everything was as God wished. So Jesus talks a lot about the kingdom of God and what it's like. And he gives um, beautiful analogies and um, images, which are very often he uses sort of everyday images. He's really talking to every person and using imagery that they really understand. And he, um, he teaches that... The kingdom of God is coming into the world in a brand new way because of his presence. Um, that's a really important thing that he shares. 
He was known as a miracle worker, so people claimed that he healed them from all sorts of illnesses. And of course he died around, we think, the age of 30, when he was executed on a cross by the Roman authorities in Jerusalem. And then his followers then claimed that they saw him alive after this time. And this then um, spurred the movement that is now the Worldwide Church. Um, So that was all where it came from. So the biggest bits of information that we have about Jesus' life are, of course, the Gospels, which is perhaps why those people in the bookshop thought I was so strange. I should just read the Gospels, because that's where we have most of the information about Jesus' life. Nearly all of it, in fact, comes from those four books. So those are in the New Testament, and it is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So these were all written within around probably around a hundred years um of jesus's life so this is speculation but perhaps because the generation that actually knew jesus um and traveled with him um, or knew the 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 first disciples who'd who'd lived with him possibly those people were starting to die away um and the early church sort of recognized okay if we don't get these stories down on paper or scrolls (laughs) wherever it was at the time then we risk losing them because the people with the the memories of these experiences aren't going to be here much longer um so perhaps that was why they started to collate them and get them written down where perhaps before they were sort of oral stories that were told amongst the community together you might have heard about other gospels um often known as sort of gnostic gospels they sometimes described as and um, on the whole, those were mostly written quite a bit later than the Gospels in the New Testament. So um, most Christians don't really see them as a sort of reliable source about Jesus that, as interesting as they are, they probably tell us more um, about what was happening later than what Jesus was teaching when he was alive. So sometimes I find this really fascinating, actually, when you chat to people about Jesus, as you do, <laughs> um, that sometimes people will wonder if he ever even existed, which is fascinating because I always think, well, where did the all the disciples come from if he never existed? You know, we know it's historical fact that this movement started that then grew to prominence and is now worldwide. Um, so we that definitely came from somewhere. So it must have been... Um, spurred on by someone um someone must have inspired it i suppose so i I always find it a bit strange but there is um some writings about jesus in other documents at the time so in um in some roman historians have written about jesus very brief but just saying um so there's reference to him doing miracles there's reference to him or that you're saying oh he was known as a miracle worker and there's a reference to him and that he died on the cross um, that's also um, included um, in some Roman sources. So we can be quite confident that he did exist. <laughs> and But that, of course, doesn't answer for us the question of who Jesus actually was. And like with any historical figure, trying to piece those things together is really challenging. And we have a huge wealth of information about Jesus and the things that he said and did compared to many other historical figures but um, it's still a huge challenge and scholars um, and people who are just trying to follow Jesus um, in their lives 
have debated and wondered and come up with all sorts of different ideas about the same text so you know we need to be really frank about that you know there's been questions about is everything that's in the gospels do they all trace back to jesus or are some of them later editions as I say they were written quite a while after um jesus died so um can we trace everything back to jesus was jesus really who those early christians said he was did he think of himself as they thought of him later and most importantly of all perhaps did they really see him again after he died did he really rise from the dead or is that just some elaborate fantasy that they concocted um at the start of this movement and for me i think those questions are really questions of faith and i've not seen um not been convinced i suppose by any particular um scholarship that says right we figured it out this is who he is um i think these are really questions of faith and they're questions for each person to bring to the stories i think and to see if they can if you can hear that authentic personality and voice i think i can um but i think it is for each person just to go and interact with those texts for themselves they're um so available to us and just to see what you think um and and what sticks out to you i think what struck me when i first read some of the teachings of jesus in the gospels was um i remember saying to someone whoever taught these things i want to follow them <laughs> you know and if it's if it was someone after jesus who wrote them down then who is that person because i just found them so amazing um that i i just wanted to know more i just wanted to um, soak it all up and i still do really um and i say i i felt like i i met a personality through those stories that was coherent and made sense um and I, I feel now that that is the same personality that I've kind of encountered over these last decade or so um, as a Christian um, and that I um, that Jesus that I read about in the Gospels is is one that I know in my life now if that makes sense <laughs> it may or may not but the point is go and see for yourself um, go and see, um, read those teachings for yourself and think about it for yourself um, and just interact with it and see what you think. So I just had to pause you there because I was going off to find a Bible. You'd think a vicar would have Bibles readily to hand. <laughs> it took a while. Um, I'm redecorating in my study um so yes everything is piled up but i am back um with a bible and um i'm gonna talk now about i've called it three things i love about jesus <laughs> and i'm basically gonna talk about um yeah just uh, these three different ways i'm gonna read um some bits from the new testament so that you can hear some of these um things that jesus taught for yourself um, that's the best way isn't it um and yeah i'm going to talk about um some of these things that have really stuck with me and why i find jesus to be such a fascinating and inspiring character so the first one i have called his topsy-turvy worldview <laughs> this pops up in my um talks a lot <laughs> you'll know this if you've heard me speak a few times um and that's really about what i really love is the way in which jesus sees the world so I'm going to read for you something. This is from Matthew's Gospel. 
and it is from chapter 6 of Matthew's Gospel. So all the books in the Bible are separated into chapters and then they have numbered verses as well. So um, if you see something that says sort of Matthew 6, uh, where am I? Oh no, I'm in 5, silly me. Matthew 5, um, so this be Matthew 5 verse 3. So if you see 5 and then two little dots and a 3, that's what it means. So you're in chapter 5 and then you're at verse 3. So if you want to look it up in a Bible, that's how you do that. So Jesus here, he is teaching, as was his practice, and he has it says he has gone up a mountain, um, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So that for me is the um, example par excellence of this topsy-turvy worldview that I love so much in Jesus' teaching that he sees the underdog and those who are rejected and those who in the eyes of the world are not really up to much and he places them as the pinnacle and as the most valuable um, and the most to be treasured so um, these are called the beatitudes i just read and you know, where he talks about um, those who mourn those who are meek um, those who are hungering for what is right, those who are merciful, those who are pure, those who make peace, you know, all things that so often just aren't valued in the world and that actually the people who practice those things um, can be kind of trampled upon, which I think he, Jesus goes on to reflect on. Um, and Jesus' teaching is like this in so many ways. You know, he's always... Um, bringing the cause of the marginalized to the front um, and to the foreground um, and he's always pointing so I love when he um, he's teaching and some children try and come to him and his disciples are like oh get these kids away oh no and he's like no. and Jesus says no 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 don't stop them like the kingdom of heaven belongs to to these to children and he brings the children to him and he blesses the children and that it's exactly that it's that the people who are not heard um children um those who are just on the edges of society jesus brings them right in and says no like you've got it wrong it's actually about these people it's about hearing what children have to say it's about the people who are silenced because they actually know the most about life and about the kingdom of god so i love that um that i just find that so inspiring and the second one, so the second thing that I want to talk about is, um, I've, I've called this, um, Jesus reminds me of what is really important. And I think that's one of the things I really love about Jesus' teaching. So I'm going to read another thing to you. This is from 
Luke's Gospel. And in Luke's Gospel, he talks a lot um, about um, issues to do with poverty and wealth, um, lots of quite practical things really about life. And uh, this is a, a time that Jesus is teaching again and someone in the crowd um, obviously tries to seize his opportunity uh, to get half of his inheritance from his brother. <laughs> ah, worth a try. Um, so he goes up to Jesus and says, um, teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. Uh, but Jesus says to him, uh, friend, who set me to be a judge or arbiter over you? We're going to come to that point a little bit later about um, his manner in, in those things that I really like. And then he says to them, take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, what should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves but are not rich towards God. He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. And he goes on, it's really beautiful. So that's um, Luke chapter 12, if you want to keep reading. Um, and that, I think, is a wonderful example of um, how practical I find Jesus' teaching for my life, and how it really helps me to and um, to remember what's important and even reading that now you know stirs something in me where I think oh god I've got it forgotten you know I'd forgotten those things and um that life is so much more than everything that we store up but we're in a culture that is always telling us like more 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 and we're being advertised to all day long and being followed by adverts on the internet every time we open a new website and you know everything else in the world is telling us that that's how you make a life it's what you acquire it's what you build up around yourself and it's so tempting to focus on those things and yet when we do very often we find at the end of that it's there's just an emptiness it's not it doesn't fulfill all of its promises we don't feel the way we think we're going to feel when we have all of these things and when we've um, reached this vision that we have in our heads and I love Jesus teaching because it reminds me it's because that's not what life is about and that you can store up all these things and and prepare for a life of rest and plenty and then your life can be demanded of you that day and what does it count for you know so I I just find it so inspiring um for helping me to think about how I want to live my life and Jesus it's it's funny because the when you see you know some of the old school kind of 70s 80s like illustrations of Jesus that you see on the front of kids books sometimes and he's like sat there like cuddling a lamb and <laughs> looking looking um very sweet and I always find those so funny because I I think he's so direct and I, I often feel quite uncomfortable when I'm reading things. I think, oh my goodness, yeah, you've got me there. You know, he wasn't um, running around cuddling lambs. Like, he was definitely um, gentle and kind. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. 
but um, yeah, he didn't hold back <laughs> at all. Um, and I, I really like that because, you know, we need to hear it, I think. So the third thing that I wanted to share um, is the thing that I really love about Jesus is his forgiveness, love and generosity is how I've described it. And this, um, I'm going to read you another story because I think this, again, really captures what I'm trying to say. So this is from John's Gospel and we are in chapter 8 and we are... Are we starting at the beginning? Yes, we are. We are starting right at the beginning. Um, so, early in the morning, Jesus came again to the temple. All the people came to him and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees, so these are other religious um, groups that are around at the time of Jesus, Jewish groups, they brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand before all of them. They said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? They said this to test him so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And once again he bent down and wrote on the ground. When they heard this, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders, and Jesus was left all alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on do not sin again. I just find that to be such a beautiful story um, and it highlights to me that even though Jesus was teaching these extraordinary things about life and as somebody who is sharing those things you might think okay well they're going to have such high standards and they're going to look at others and think oh well they're falling short they're falling short but this shows um, the character that I see in Jesus the whole way through the gospels that um, even though he has this amazing insight, he doesn't judge and he actively and forcefully teaches those who follow him not to judge too, which is a, <laughs> you know, sometimes looking at the church, you might not think that, but he does actually teach us not to do that. Um, and, you know, that where he says to the woman, um, you know, where has no one condemned you? Neither do I condemn you. And that to me is the heart um, of who Jesus is, that he offers that forgiveness and gives people unlimited chances that I think that he sees in people the best he sees to the heart. And that is what he is concerned about with people. He's concerned about who they really are. And he sees them as loved and cherished creations of God um, and not as... The labels that have been put on them by others or by their actions in the moment I think he sees beyond that and sees the true value in people and that to me is a huge inspiration um, to try and and look beyond and, and see others and see the world in that way so I hope that's been an interesting sort of wander through the gospels and through the character of Jesus and I hope that's um, sparked some 
thoughts for you and maybe you might want to go off and have a little explore of some of these stories and have a think for yourself i do have a few book recommendations i'm still struggling today with the <laughs> no books just about jesus but um there is one by john pritchard called living jesus um which is really interesting so that's worth picking up it's like all his books it's very readable um you also might like to pick up this is has a chapter um called yeshua which is the um way jesus name um, would have been said when he was alive um and it's called unapologetic why despite everything christianity can still make surprising emotional sense and it's by francis spufford 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 <laughs> s-p-u-f-f-o-r-d um, and it is just a great book altogether and again really readable and is sort of just um, thinking about um, the whole Christian worldview really um, and looking at it in through a modern lens and um, yeah also looking at the story of Jesus and how he understands it um, and it's great I would definitely recommend getting that one and there's also one by John Bell who's from the Iona community in Scotland and um, I'm pretty sure, I don't want to go and get it because then I'll alert my toddler to my presence, um, but it's in the other room. Um, it is, I'm sure it's called 10 Things I Never Knew About Jesus, but it's really, really good again. And it kind of busts some of those, um, the cute little baby in the manger um, <laughs> sort of myths about Jesus and gets more to the heart of like who Jesus really was and what he actually taught so it's really interesting so that's another good one to look out so i hope you enjoy exploring those um i will be back for another one of these um, discover series soon don't know what i'm going to talk about but if you've got any suggestions let me know but otherwise i will choose a topic and speak to you all then bye <laughs>